And hello and welcome everyone to the Comic Multiverse, where the worlds of nerd meet. Matt and I, we're back again. It's another Saturday night. We're here with our fans. We're here with all of our friends. And I think it's going to be a good one. I also just caught a glimpse of myself in the camera as the thing turned over. And Christ, I need a haircut. <laughs> yeah, you yeah, look fine. This is what happens when I don't gel people. I've got a bad case of shit falling down. <laughs> Uh, you can tell someone hasn't looked at himself in a mirror for a little bit, but uh, how you been, Matt? I've been very good, very good. I, I got like a long weekend this one because like, like our nice. Monday is a Labor Day. Uh, so I get get a bit of a long weekend to myself, uh, which I'm very much looking forward to. But uh, oh, yeah, cool. so it, it allowed me to not only catch up on comics, but also play Jedi Survivor. Yes, you're the biggest Star Wars fan I know, and you mm. you ate very, very well this week with mm. Jedi Survivor. I did, yeah. I really am enjoying it. I'm probably, I want to say I'm about the halfway mark. I've stopped to do a lot of side quests and Naturally. like explore and everything, but I think I'm about the halfway mark. Cool. I, uh, I was going to take that jump. Because at first I was like, no, I have too many games to play. I shouldn't buy the new Star Wars. Mm -hmm. But then mm -hmm. in the back of my head, I'm like, but it's Star Wars, Joel. It's the wars. As I start reaching into my wallet. And I'm like, no, no, you know what? I never I never finished uh, Fallen Order. So I should really finish Fallen Order. So I'm, I think I'm about at the halfway point in Fallen Order now. I just broke my lightsaber. So I got to figure that whole thing out. Yeah, yeah. You'll be going. I'm pretty sure you'll be going illum soon yeah i gotta do all that and i'm having i'm having a great time with it and i know by the time i'm done that i'll appreciate uh jedi survivor that much yeah. more yeah and it might be down in price as well it might actually even be down in price by then so you know it's all good yeah <laughs> but yeah lots of lots of star wars goodness going around i know you said you felt super rewarded uh for keeping up with the high republic because the mm. high republic actually plays a really big part in the new storyline they're the main antagonists oh like a, a a high republic jedi is the main antagonist along with like a bunch of uh uh people who are around during that time and you get to explore a little bit more about them they're very they're very um they don't like go on and explain like what the high republic is and who these like who the nihil are what the great hyperspace disaster was but it's like all there if you know you know yeah yeah i like that i like that a lot actually it also looks like they've created a bunch of quality of life improvements you can actually like uh, teleport between meditation spots now you can you can ride mounts both like oh, nice. on the ground and there's like a like a sort of bird thing that you kind of like latch onto and it flies you everywhere and and yeah, yeah, there's uh you can now fast travel, thank god. The map is much easier to look at and much easier to yes. to discern where you are. Yeah, I'm at that point now in the game where they're sending you back to like retread worlds in the whole Metroidvania because you get like <laughs> the double jump and everything. Yeah. And I, I was having a fuck of a time finding my way around. Like, okay, this map is no help. Yeah, yeah. And now they've got also like there's there's certain parts in the levels where you can you can use BD as like binoculars and put like oh, beacons down and everything. It's it's great. It's great. A very far cry. Yeah. I, I love that you can finally use a blaster now in the intervening mm -hmm. time between games. It's like Cal Kestis asks, when do I get the freaking gun? And the time is now. The time is gun. now. Yeah, yeah. And it, it's really great. I've been using it as my secondary stance mm -hmm. and, and it's it's a lot of fun. 
how can you not? Because, I mean, look, I've seen lots of Jedi with two sabers. I've seen Jedi with double sabers. And a Jedi with gun, though. That's pretty special. Yeah, and it's even better because he uses it in, like, the combos where, like, not just for, like, shooting, but he'll, like, cold cock a motherfucker with it as well, which is great. I, I, I've seen some of the moves and it looks insane. Like, he force raises a bunch of guys to the ceiling and then takes time to shoot every single yeah. one of them. Yeah, yeah. Han would be so proud. <laughs> the The outfit systems look amazing. I can't wait to play the game because I'm going to make my cow look like such a dirtbag. I'm going to give him a walrus mustache and a Theo Vaughn mullet. And apparently yeah. you, you just have tank tops, so I'm just going to yes. give him dirty tank top. Yeah, you get the, the sex criminal mustaches and, and yeah. everything. Yeah, But yeah, the, I, I like that each piece of clothing you can like customize with like different color and everything and mix, so mix cool. and match. I'm glad they didn't implement an RPG system with it where it's like this yes, one gives you good. this perk there is there is perks in the game but they they they're like a different system i've seen that too i also like hey if you're a big fan of ponchos you can get all the ponchos back too if you beat a side boss yeah yeah <laughs> did you love the ponchos apparently the main star loves the ponchos yeah and i'm pretty sure it's canon as well that he his main poncho is pink i think ah. that's can like like a dirty pink love that yeah no one ever suspects the man in the dirty pink poncho. No, no, not at all. Of being a cool ass Jedi. Also, apparently this uh, this game too, without spoiling anything, actually has more cameos than the first one did. Uh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd say I'd say so. I, I just ran into uh uh without giving away spoilers. I just ran into Boba Fett. Mm. A certain bounty hunter. <laughs> Yeah, but there there are other ones that I won't I won't mention. That we, we, and it's really fun seeing them all as well. Yeah, because I'm thinking back to the first one. And there really weren't like a lot of cameos. Like there was stuff that you would get if you were a big Star Wars fan. Like Cal's uh, Jedi mentor is clearly part of the Lasat race, like Zeb, mm -hmm. and you know they're like a missing race for a huge chunk of history. Yeah, there's there's a brief Obi Wan cameo in like the Holocron. Mm, that's right you, you you meet some clones and yep. you see some holocrons of some clones and obviously they sound exactly like they do from the clone wars cartoon and everywhere else mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because of course they are but beyond that it doesn't really hit you over the head with uh, cameos no and i think because it's in that perfect perfect time period in Star Wars where it's like oh luke and han are just like kids now well like so jedi survivor takes place a couple of months See the before or after Obi Wan Kenobi? Oh shit! Yeah, because obviously yeah. the Kenobi show has connective tissue with the game because you know the the layer of the Inquisitors you saw in the game first. Yeah. Oh, and the path is mentioned in this. Oh shit! No way. Oh, and as the chat is reminding us, yeah, Saw Saw Guerrero is also yes. in the in the first game. I forgot about that. Yeah, I haven't seen him in the second game yet. I don't know whether he appears. You do you do missions for him, but he I don't think he has appeared yet. Interesting. Man, Sakurara, friggin' Forrest Whitaker really making the rounds. Yeah, he's making a meal out of that role. He really is. Past, present, future, he's always there. You never know when is gonna show up. <laughs> you also meet him in the Wookiee Forest of Kashyyyk, so you meet Forrest in the forest. <laughs> How about that? How about that? <laughs> But yeah, I can't wait to play that one. I'm really enjoying my time with the new game. It was actually the first game I ever transferred because I started it on the PS4 because it was mm -hmm. free. And now I have the PS5. So I moved my memory and the mm. game file to the PS5. Pretty easy. Yeah, yeah. It's it's pretty simple to do. Yeah, just a couple button presses. And I'm like, oh, that's good. It's so nice to know that all these games that lived on my 4 can come and live on my 5. Yeah, yeah, exactly. 
It also means if I keep doing that, I'm probably going to have to upgrade the memory, though. Apparently those uh, like memory upgrades have really come down in price. They have. I've got one in mine and I got it for a really good deal. And it's like super simple to install. Yeah, I might have to do that at some point. I might have to do a little console surgery. Yeah. Make sure you also buy like a proper one that's made for it because they come mm. with, um, they have to have like a heat sink. Oh yeah. You gotta have that. Yeah. Don't you, don't you love that console gaming is just becoming more and more like PC gaming now? <laughs> but easier. <laughs> yeah. But which is the, which is the more whole user thing. Friendly. Like, exactly. Which is the whole reason people stick to consoles. And I hope they don't go too far in that regard. It's like the reason people do consoles over PCs is because it's easy. And they know I will get this one machine. And for like the next generation, I will be good. I won't have mm -hmm. to update. Cause, Cause I ran into that. Cause I got a pretty good PC that I use for this show. And for all yep. the streaming stuff I do, it was top of the line when I bought it. Now it's a few years old and now I can't play dark tide at like the highest settings. And I'm like, Oh, <laughs> I learned a harsh thing about PC gaming. You're never on top forever. No, no. You, you get a couple of years, but yeah, then then after that, you, you, you're kind of running on borrowed time. Yep, I have hit that point right now that I'm like, oh, oh, you were so beautiful once, machine. You were so good. <laughs> and then I'm like, do I become that guy who buys parts and learns how to do it? Or do I pay someone to do it for me? And they're like, oh, I'm going back to console. This was a fun <laughs> dalliance while it lasted. <laughs> See you, see you when the Cyberpunk DLC comes out. That's that's why I did it, because I wanted to play Cyberpunk on a PC, and I did. Mm -hmm. And I had way less problems because of it. Nice. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so that's what our week looked like. A lot of Star Wars. Yep. As is, as is want to be the case. We'll have more Star Wars soon, because May the 4th is coming, and we're getting the second season of Visions. Yeah, this coming week. Yeah, holy shit. Also, hey, uh, Carrie Fisher is getting her star officially on the Hollywood Walk of Fame on May the 4th. That honestly surprised me. I thought, wait, why hasn't she had one before? Like, I thought she would have had Same. one ages ago. But I, but I guess, like, I think, didn't Harrison Ford recently get his? Yeah, again, he hadn't had his. Well, look, I mean, look, the Hollywood Walk of Fame thing, you pay for it. It's not yeah. actually a big an honor as they make it out to be. It's a nice little consolation prize. Yeah, that's true. Much like the Oscars, it's all bought and paid for. Mm. Mm. <laughs> but still, it's good to have it. Like, look, if I was ever in Hollywood, I would definitely want to try and find the Carrie Fisher star. Definitely, definitely. Just to say I did. <laughs> but, uh, hey, we want to launch into the news for this week, Matt? Mm-hmm. Not a ton of topics, but it definitely uh, covers a wide range of geekdom, I'll tell you that much. It does, yeah. So a story that I'm not fully 100% up on, but it's something that I heard a lot of creators, uh, rightfully so, uh, complaining about and signal boosting. Uh, IDW, probably the fourth or fifth largest comic publisher, depending on how you look at it, laid off 39% of its staff mm. this week after appointing a brand new CEO, meaning that a lot of the titles that people were working on for that uh, company and a lot of titles that people were excited for just straight up aren't going to happen now. Yeah, that's it's super surprising. Like, cause this just fun kind of came out of nowhere. Yeah, and you never really hear about this sort of stuff at IDW. You hear about no. this stuff at DC and Marvel, mm. where they're huge companies, and there's always big shakeups, and there's always you know bloodlettings and everything. But here for IDW, it's like, geez, how uh, how bad were you guys doing? Yeah, yeah, and you, and you have to wonder as well. It's like, when does something someone like IDW become like the big the big guys? Because they, they themselves have, like, a lot of, like, really good IP. Like, I think they have the yes. Star Trek IP. They have, they, they're they doing uh, a series of Star Wars comics. They have Sonic. Yes, they are. Uh, 
My Little Pony is with them, I think, as well. Yeah, Bun- they bunch of, of like the... really lucrative uh, IPs. Yes, that's where they make their money. That's where their bread is buttered. They also apparently had a ton of Cartoon Network stuff that they were about mm. to adapt and about to do. Okay. Though now that's being thrown into question about whether any of that will actually see the light of day now. And again, a lot of creators had to be very cryptic on social media where they're like, we're super pissed this happened because we'll never get to show you a mystery project that I'm afraid to talk about because it still might happen at some point. Yeah, yeah, it's it's kind of sad, especially because like they did have all these big things and uh, I know for a fact that I think they were building towards something with, I, I know at least Star Trek was building towards something. Uh, a lot of their Star Trek books and stuff, I think Chris, Christopher Cantwell was building towards something in his oh, Star shit. Trek book and uh, yeah, I, I don't think we'll probably ever get to see that in, in this anymore. Yeah, well, it's very sad. I don't understand all the ins and outs of it, but, you know, our hearts go out to all the fan- <clears throat> to all the fans who will now be deprived series and all the creators who uh, had their shit pulled out from under them due to this very, very surprising uh, turn of events that seemed to have uh, shocked everyone. Yeah, I guess we'll have to see what happens <clears throat> in, in the coming months and years. Yeah, I imagine we're going to hear more about this, about the hows and whys of it all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, uh, moving on from there to some more positive news. Uh, obviously, of course, if you follow the show for any amount of time, you'll know that we talked about just a couple weeks ago, in fact, that uh, that new Batman show, Cape Crusader, we, we weren't sure about where it was going to go. We didn't know the future of it because, again, Warner Brothers once again restructuring a new president and canceling other animated shows and purging stuff from their app that, that they've now renamed Max for some fucking reason. <laughs> I, lo- I, I love it when, when like, like, like execs spend millions of dollars just to like, okay, we'll just take away the three-letter like acronym before mm-hmm. it and we'll call it Max and it's sleek and it's like, no, it's stupid. What what was wrong with HBO? HBO was a name people liked, yeah. people trusted. That was you know uh, you know always tied with quality is what it was. Mm-hmm. But you're like, nah, we need to call it Max though because we're not really HBO anymore. We're not going to call it HBO Discovery or HBO Plus because that sounds too close to Disney Plus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chem Dog right is too close to Skinamax is what it is. That's what they should have called it. Hey, we're a new streaming channel. It's just softcore porn. We're just Skinamax <laughs> now. Oh, man. Again, you, you notice no, like, porn giant has tried to get into the streaming business because they're like, now we know you just watch our stuff three minutes at a time. <laughs> you don't need a whole streaming app for that, man. It's cool. <laughs> just, just, just buy the clips. It's all good. Yeah, 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 and that's probably another thing. They probably make too much fucking money from like selling individual clips or like, like, oh, yeah. like uh, a movie or something. Like, then they would just opening a streaming service. Look, and who, and who wants person... that on their like on on their fucking monthly bill as well? <laughs> yeah, who wants that on their Roku? There, it's like okay, so you got Disney, you got Amazon, you got Hulu, you got Jizz Planet. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I made that up off the top of my head, but Jizz Planet is probably real. I've probably incepted that in the back of my mind, and it's just now come out. I am not going to look that up. Yeah, don't Google that, everyone. Don't do what Joel does. <laughs> that has to be fucking real, because every filthy name has to exist. See, that's another reason they couldn't come up with a porn streaming service. All the dirty names were taken. <laughs> 
it would have to be way too specific too because that's the other problem with titling for those movies mm. they always got to get really really specific yeah uh eduardo Perez rubio helping us out in the chat hbo pulled a homer simpson and changed its name to max max power yeah. they should have gone all the way and called it I, max power I'd, I'd say that's what david zaslav did but isn't he like a bald guy yes <laughs> so yes, he would have is. no use for air dryer <laughs> No, I guess he wouldn't. He's never read one. <laughs> what the fuck were we talking about? Oh, yeah, Batman. <laughs> so, yeah, so Cape Crusader is going to be on Amazon, and that's super awesome if a little weird. But it gets even weirder because apparently uh, to really solidify this partnership, Amazon is going to be the home of two new Batman streaming projects that people also thought were dead. Mm-hmm. Apparently, Amazon loved their little taste of Batman so much. Like, let me get any more of that Batman. Just a little bit. Just a little bit more of that Batman. That good, good Batman. <laughs> and because of that, we're getting two new Batman projects that are going to be hitting Amazon. These seem to be more directed to kids and families. Uh, the first one is called Merry Little Batman, which is a sort of Christmas caper Home Alone movie starring Damian Wayne, who becomes Little Batman over the holidays to defend Wayne Manor from uh, villains and criminals who are trying to break in for some reason. Uh, I like that they, they, Amazon at least seems to be branching out into stuff like this. Yeah, because I know I, I know for I know goddamn like like DC like whenever they do like animated stuff with Batman, it's never stuff like that. No, it's never kid-friendly. It's no. never soft and directed at families. And Amazon especially, I know they were kind of getting like that similar too edgy five me mm-hmm. uh, kind of uh, uh, kind of air around them. Because it's like, oh yeah, we got the boys and it's super violent with lots of swearing. And we've got Vox Machina. It's fantasy, but with a lot of violence and swearing. We've got Invincible. Oh man, look at all the violence. Yeah, yes, I can see them wanting to branch out. It's just... It's just so strange that that like uh, WB would willingly sell something that's Batman to this to anyway. essentially their competitor. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but yeah, we're getting Merry Little Batman, which is a Christmas movie, and then that movie is getting a whole spin-off series. So this is one of those situations where the animated movie is really the pilot for the show. Yeah, yeah. It's called Bat Family, and it's going to be the continuing adventures of Damian Wayne as Little Batman in Gotham. And the art style here is totally different than anything else Batman you've ever seen. Like, all the characters look super different. Oh, really? I haven't seen the art for it. Uh, Google it. It looks really different. It's, uh, oh, God, who who works on this? Not not an Adventure Time guy, but, like, a person where you're like, oh, really? They're doing a Batman project? You don't say. Okay. Oh, oh, this is going to kill me. I, I got to look into it now. But yeah, they, they got a really interesting team attached to it where it's like, shit, no kidding. Oh, wow. Yeah, that looks like quite, that looks like, uh, oh, what's that show? <sighs> I'm blanking on what animated show it looks like. Well, yeah, that looks like completely different than what I was thinking. I know, like, isn't it weird and like really interesting to see such a radical yeah. take on Batman? That's cool. Yeah, usually they all like stay pretty close. Yeah, pr- they're all yeah pretty. They have like a, a design structure to it. But yeah, I like this. is so weird. It it looks like a like a Robert Munch kid book or like a, yeah uh, or or like who's that other guy? Are you scary? Who did like those monster books? It looks very storybook. Right down to like Batman with a beard and like yeah, a big yeah. big like crimson chin chin. Yeah, you, you know whose art it looks like? It looks like uh, Maurice Sendak's art. A little mm, bit. Yeah, 
I get it. Where the wild Bitter things Sprite are, helps. sort of. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yep. Yep. That's yep. That that too. One hundred percent. That too. Yeah, like the big bodies uh, and everything, and yeah. Very much so. Uh, Bitter Sprite helping us out in the chat. Yay! My daughter gets a better Batman than Wheels. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. I forgot Bat Wheels is a thing. Oh man. Yeah. Exists. Holy shit. <laughs> Where they're just like, hey, we like Batman, but let's also just do cars. Oh man, I remember that. Yeah, I get that. I think they brought that up at like that big DC show at Fandome that doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, yeah, they were all in I on remember, that for like a second. They were. I remember thinking to myself, like, I know this is for little kids, but this still looks totally insipid. But then I heard the theme song, and I'm like, you know what? The theme song kind of slaps. I'm not gonna lie. Mm -hmm. If I if I was a toddler, if I was the you know uh, focused demographic on this, I'd probably bump this in Jimbery. Mm -hmm. <laughs> But yeah, so two new Batman projects coming to Amazon. It's a wild time to be alive, man. If you told me just like last year, oh yeah, there's going to be a bunch of new Batman stuff on Amazon, I'd be like, fuck off. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, again, it's so weird. Just so weird it's on Amazon. Yeah, we're on, we're in a weird alternate universe now, but I hope it does good. I hope it does really good that, in fact, we'll see more in the future. Yeah, yeah. I, I would definitely love more of that because, you know, I'm paying for Prime as it is. Prime might as well deliver me some fucking Batman <laughs> while they're at it. <laughs> deliver Batman. Pump it directly into my veins, please, Mr. Bezos. Yeah, and hey, if that Superman show is good, maybe they will get more of that as well. Maybe so, yeah. Again, it's interesting that they really diverge that one's going to Adult Swim Toonami and one is going to uh, freaking Amazon. Mm-hmm. I, I actually heard from some people who are, again, more plugged into, you know, the animation community than I am because, mm -hmm. you know, I'm working on some side projects and some spec scripts for some people and everything. So, you know, I'm, I'm keeping my ear to the ground. And uh, the, the, the scuttlebutt, if it is to be believed, and again, this is the Internet, so take this with a grain of salt because, you know, it's always a little more dire than it actually is. Where apparently the genuine feeling inside, like, Cartoon Network and Adult Swim and all these other companies right now is that they kind of need to make or break it in like the next two to three years. Because if not, you've seen how Warner Brothers deals with animation and how they like mm. cancel shows and remove shows and everything. Yeah. So that they kind of need to fight to prove that they're still worth it. And apparently that's why they're getting really experimental recently with, you know, giving Tartakovsky his Unicorn Warriors finally, giving, uh, you know, a home for that Superman show and everything. Yep. Uh, what is it? They got that new show, uh, Royal Crackers, which uh, Adult Swim, you, you know they really care about a show, and they're like, well, watch the first one for free. We're just going to stream the first Ooh, one wow, for okay. free online. Nice. Cause okay. we think, yeah, because we think this is going to take off, and this is going to be huge. Yeah, they're so very like, confident you know, in it, yeah. Yeah, we're very confident in it. We know that you like these with, like, the Rick and Mortys, these, like, weird kind of stealth releases that we do and everything to, like, mm -hmm. get people talking about it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, this this it's an interesting time in animation. It really is, and especially for Cartoon Network, where it feels like they're kind of fighting tooth and nail to still be a network in the next couple of years. Yeah, geez, and and not just being another wing on an app somewhere. Mm. Oh, and the other big thing about Cartoon Network too, uh, Craig of the Creek, kind of their new like you know forerunner spearhead original show is also coming to an end very soon. Oh, really? Yes, and once that's done, they don't have, like, anything new and original for a little bit. Oops. 
Yeah, and apparently Craig was like a pretty big hit for them, actually. It crossed a lot of demographics, kids and adults and everything. Yeah, yeah. Got got really good restreams and everything. It uh, launched the career of the guy who was supposed to do that Spider-Man show at Disney Plus that may or may not still be happening. Oh, yeah, yeah. They haven't talked about that one for a while. Yeah, that we haven't heard anything about it. I hope it happens because, again, I, I fucking know that guy. I'm in, I'm in his mentions. I'm in his DMs. I'd love to have him come on and talk about it, but I'm afraid to ask him because I don't want to be like, no, they fucking took it away from me. <laughs> no, they can't. So I, I don't want to hear it. So it's like Schrodinger's cat of bad news. <laughs> but yeah, so there's your Amazon Batman news, everyone. It's it's going to be a good uh, it's going to be a good time, I think. And I hope uh, this leads to more interesting Batman projects where they take some bold, innovative swings. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. Now, uh, moving on from there to some indie comic book news, which I'm sure people are like, oh, why do you guys not talk about indie books as much? Because honestly, nothing as crazy and out there and exciting as this. Nothing really happens. happens. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Though something is really happening. So uh, Rodney Barnes, of course, well-known comic book writer he's done work for marvel he's done work for dc he did that short-lived falcon book when he like stopped being captain america and started being falcon again mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it didn't last long but i could tell he's a really strong writer his book uh that everyone really knows his premier creator-owned series for images of course a book called Killadelphia, which i always see and has always been recommended to me and i always say "Ooh, this is the year i'm gonna read this i promise i'm gonna read this this year <laughs> and i don't apparently it's about vampires but what everyone is losing their goddamn mind about is apparently at the end of the last issue, fucking Spawn showed up. Oh, wow, really? Yeah, fucking Spawn showed up at the end of it. It's like, hey, we're an image book. We're all technically in a shared universe. I'm here too, motherfucker. <laughs> oh, that's cool. So Spawn is getting involved with the Philadelphia vampires, and apparently this is going to be like a big, like, two-issue event and I just fucking love that. I love that all these years later, Image can be like, yo, hey, we're actually still a shared universe. What surprises me about that is that it wasn't spoiled by Todd McFarlane. Because usually he loves like, right? he loves like, like touting like, oh, my character is going to be in this comic and it's going to sell well because my character is in this comic now. And fucking took me by surprise and i mean i think it also shows that mcfarlane a guy who you know knows about making money and knows about selling himself and selling projects the fact that he would okay this mm -hmm. is his way of being like no Philadelphia is great actually and you should all be reading it. in fact hey spawn fans who maybe need to expand your horizon here check this out yeah yeah so it kind of helps everyone like comic book crossovers are supposed to do mm -hmm. And I think that's super awesome. And again, it's another reason where I'm like, okay, I knew I had to read Philadelphia. Now I know I really need to read Philadelphia <laughs> because goddamn Spawn shows up at some point. Hell yeah. Now, I know there was talk, too, that Image was like, no, no, no we really want to get back into the shared universe business because naturally it's big money now. Yeah. And they kind of let the whole thing fall by the wayside. I remember uh, when I was reading Radiant Black there, in the first issue of that book, Savage Dragon is on the TV. Yes, yes, he is. So that book is also like, no, 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 but seriously, though, it's all in a shared universe. And when, when I interviewed Kyle Higgins, I asked him, I'm like, some people think, is this the beginning of a new era in shared universe? Are we going to see more crossovers than this? And he was very coy and cagey about the answer. Which naturally led me to believe, uh, yeah, 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 it is. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe, yeah. This is this is the the start of them doing this because they did this. They did they did the time with Batman, uh, and like like Spawn has been getting has had all those like like 
shoot off books like gunslinger spawn king spawn and everything AAA talent yeah so maybe this this is like i guess maybe the payoff to that yeah because again it's like well what would that even look like now in the new image because like new image doesn't really do superheroes as much anymore they do you know mind-bending you know stories for mm. adults they're again they're very much the prestige reading they're the hbo of comic books is what yeah. they are yeah which again e even just being a creator with a new image series you know carries with it its own cachet because it's like oh he got a new image series or she got a new image series that means they're a name to watch now mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so it's cool to see it all come together yeah it's great and uh, yeah, as Frank in the chat is telling us, Barn works at HBO, so it's bound to be a show at some point. Yeah, that yeah. was my thing, too, where everyone's like, no, but seriously, read Philadelphia, read this. It's going to be like a big blockbuster show at some point. Hopefully. Yeah, well, I, like HBO now, like they've seen stuff where like, uh, like Last of Us did really well, and that's like a post-apocalyptic yeah. with like zombies. So like, yeah, mm -hmm. just do like, the same sort of thing with vampires now in Philadelphia. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. How, how good is the last of us it uh made me give a shit about zombie media again made the world give a shit about zombie <laughs> yeah. media again for a minute yeah and somewhere walking dead the show is like we're still cool we have three spin-offs we're still culturally relevant <laughs> that's yeah. that's the thing that always gets me about those like walking dead shows they're still on there's like yeah. three spin-offs people the, are the main them. the main show has finished yeah i, I I don't know if fear that walking dead is still on it might be coming to an end soon they they, they they're shooting like a, a spin-off with like negan and maggie because they too are like a thing now because fucking why yeah. and then there's like movies or something with like rick yeah we're gonna suppose the rickaverse what happened all, to the rick movie all things that should have come probably about five years ago yeah, exactly, where I'm like, how how did this manage to stay beyond its cultural shelf life? I'm like, well, it's because people must be watching. I don't know a single person no. who watches or talks no. about it. Not at all. Like, it used to be the hottest thing. You know, it was like Lost or something at one point, or Sopranos, when, like, people would talk about it at the water cooler and everything. I can't remember the last time I've heard someone talk about uh, Walking Dead. I think the last time I actually heard someone talk about it was, like, when, when Negan killed... Uh... What's his name? Steve Yoon's character. I can't fucking remember. Oh his yeah, name. that's right. Yeah, Lil Lil Billy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then and then we all, of course there's T Dog and and all the all the great characters, you know. Yeah, the the show never got better than T Dog when we were watching. He's the best of us, Matt. Mm. T Dog was the best of us. Yeah, the guy that appeared in like two episodes. Yeah. <laughs> That was a line of dialogue they actually said, and I remember watching the show and they said they're like, I don't think this show is that serious. <laughs> I, I think the show's taking the piss a little bit. <laughs> okay, yeah, because it's Fear the Walking Dead, Walking Dead, Dead City, which I think I saw this somewhere. I'm like, fuck yeah, off. Yeah, that, that, that's the Negan uh, Maggie one. I think they're going to like New York or something. Right. Okay, it comes out in June. Yeah, I'm. I. I mean, I'm kind of interested just because it maybe they might actually give the show a budget because that was another thing. The show, like by the yeah. end of it, didn't have a fucking budget. <laughs> And also losing their showrunner the way they did. Yeah, yeah. God also, damn it, I wish we had Frank Darabont's Walking Dead. God, that would have been amazing. It was really, it was pretty damn good for those first two seasons. I mean, yeah, it kind of sucked when they went to that farmhouse and would never leave. That that was because that was because he left, and I think that was that was because the shake up. strikes or something. Yeah. Oh yeah, that something also like happened. That. Yeah. Man, the first episode of Walking Dead is really good, and then yeah. it is very up and down from there. Yeah. Yeah. 
Okay, Walking Dead, Dead City that's got two seasons in. It's a group of teenagers who shelter from the dangers. Oh, I didn't give a fuck about that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that either. Apparently, I can watch it right now on Amazon, and it's two seasons deep. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, what, Walking Dead, Red Machete is a TV series. Oh, it's a series of webisodes. Okay. Oh, oh. In 2023, people are still making webisodes. Uh, well, no, this uh, this one apparently was released. When the fuck was this released? 2017. In 2017, people are still making webisodes. <laughs> My point still stands. <laughs> webisodes were like a thing when, like, Smallville was airing or Battlestar Galactica was airing, you know? I know. It, it used to be a novel concept at one point, too, where yeah. it's like, hey, it's the exclusive webisode. Show that you're a you real can, fan and go behind the scenes. Yeah, you can go on the internet and watch a short. Yeah. And you won't believe what we're showing in this webisode. It's not going to be much, is it? It's never much. Yeah, and it's never going to come back at all in the show. Uh, but you'll know. You'll know. Petridge Farm remembers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they did that for Lost, too, the little Lost webisodes. Yeah. It's like, oh, this is this is going to break the mystery of the show wide open. And it didn't. It didn't, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, I think those webisodes were, like, exclusive on goddamn, like, Motorola phones. <laughs> They made an exclusive deal with Motorola back in the day, if I'm remembering this correctly. Uh, kids these days would never know the, the the hassle of having to, like, text, like, a word to, like, a number to, like, sign up for something like that. The simple joys of flip phones. <laughs> I, uh, I'm actually going back and rewatching a bunch of those animated DC films, and I watched uh, Superman Doomsday from 2007, Oof. and Lois has... And Lois has a flip phone in that movie, and I'm like, "Fuck off!" When was this? I'm like, oh shit, this was made in 2007. Yep, that was that was the technology at the time. Flip phones. Yeah, that's not a good film either. <laughs> Dude, it, it's better than the ones they'd make later, though. Which is insane to think about, isn't it? They they, they had two tries at it, and it, yeah, and and, and it, it sucked both times. <laughs> and neither are really great. I mean, simply, I don't think that you know the Superman Doomsday Saga. It's a saga. It's not a movie. You can't boil no. it down. No, yeah, yeah. It, it only works in, like, comic form. It only works in comic form. Yeah, I, I don't think... I think it is actually a pretty untranslatable story. Yeah, because that first film had, like... Oh, there's a clone of Superman. He's got, like, a kryptonite bomb in his head, and he, like, cuts it out yeah. and goes fucking insane, and... Yeah, Yeah, because we couldn't do all four of the replacement Superman, so we kind of had to, like, fit them all into one person. Yeah, and then they did one where they had all four, and it was, it was just... They, they're, like, fighting aliens or something i can't find drones or something I, I i didn't even finish that one because they split that one into yeah. two two they had so technically they had three strikes at it and it yeah. still wasn't great Oof. i uh, i also rewatched soul of the dragon which is not oh, that old it's only that's so fucking good it is i i it's the first time i watched it since it came out in 2021 i'm like why can't they all be this good yeah it it, it had style it, it had uh an identity all its own it wasn't just like mm -hmm. like mass-produced garbage it was great yeah like the people who made this actually had love and passion yeah. for like james bond and shaft and like all these bruce lee uh, kung fu movies uh, and the soundtrack was great as well an amazing soundtrack where you get like the operatic batman dun, 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 but they do it in like a 70s yeah. style and i'm like yeah it's great james hong kicks ass in it yeah michael j white gets to be bronze tiger again again yeah that. yeah <laughs> He's just having all the fun in the world. It's like a really interesting character piece in Batman where it's like the best thing about you, Batman, is that you never give up. The worst thing about you, Batman, is you never fucking give up. <laughs> 
this can be a good thing and a bad thing, which makes you hard to work with. And it had the courage of its convictions to end with being like, and then all the heroes went to hell and punched Satan in the cock. How about that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's the end of the movie. I'm like, God damn, they, they should have done way more period pieces like this. They should have had like hmm. a 1950s neo-noir one with Batman and all the different detectives. They should have had a Wild West one and a World War II one. That, they should have had all It, it. looked like they were doing that because they, they did a... Uh like gotham by gaslight and they completely yeah. fucking ruined it yeah and, and then they did then they just didn't they just do uh the doom that came to gotham i haven't they seen did. that one yet i haven't seen it yet either i bought it it's sitting in my queue i have not worked up the courage to watch i'm like <laughs> i should watch this new one or i could go back and watch all the old ones i liked i went back and watched all the old ones i liked <laughs> I haven't worked up the courage to watch it because it used to be I watched all of them, yeah. good, bad, whatever. Then I watched like every other one. Then I watched like none of them. Like there was like, again, I didn't watch the second Superman Doomsday one. I didn't watch that Wonder Woman one they did, the second one, not the first one. The first one's amazing. Yeah, yeah. The, I know the, the ones that they've been doing in, in this new universe that started with the Man of Tomorrow one are, 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 are a lot better than they were. But, like, uh, again, they, they they keep falling into things like, well, and then here's 10 Batman films. You know what it is, too? It's also like they've run out of stuff to adapt. Like, I watched that Supergirl Legion mm -hmm. of Tomorrow one. Yeah. And I'm like, this is perfectly adequate but you've also told this exact same story way better, like twice before, like yeah. in Justice League and in a couple other places. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're starting to run out. I think like the, the Tomorrowverse is building up towards like some big Justice League movie with like War World in it or something. Yes, that seems to be the implication. We're doing yeah. something with War World. Yeah, so I mean, at least they're building towards something. But yeah, they're, they're, it's not very good. The, the, I did like that um, Justice Society one. And how and uh, how it was like a complete like there was like that twist where it's like oh we're actually on Earth two, yeah that was a surprise one that one had some fun moments in it again I feel like I liked the Justice League episode where they went back to World <laughs> War two a little better yeah but yeah. It, it it was still pretty good it was in that weird time too where they're like no Wonder Woman was always a member of the JSA what the fuck are you talking about. <laughs> She was always here, guys. She was always front and center. Oh. <laughs> That's not something we just invented because we were going to do it in the movies and no. then we got cold feet and didn't. <laughs> there's there's a lot of that, actually. When we talk about Green Arrow this week, we'll talk about stuff that they changed back for the better. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so there's your Spawn news, everyone. That's pretty cool. <laughs> uh, hey, speaking of uh, DC and Superman families and such like that, Here's a cool new book that's coming down the pipeline. Fire and Ice, Welcome to Smallville by writer Joanne uh, Starer. And it's literally just that. Fire and Ice are back. I think they're going to be debuting in like a Power Girl special. And then after that, they're getting a book where they're moving to Smallville. Yep, there's some incident that happens. And till things cool off, uh, Superman banishes them to Smallville. <laughs> and uh, the women don't like it because they think they'll just like fall into obscurity in terms mm. of like, like their stardom and everything. So <laughs> I, I think it'd be pretty cool. Yeah, like, oh no, fire and ice falling into obscurity, you don't say. Yeah, and yeah, this is spinning uh, out of, because uh, Power Girl had the backups in Action Comics, and it yes. was revealed in the last part of that that she's getting a series, uh, nice. which is going to continue her and Omen's stories about her, like, because they, they, they took that thing where she, she, oh, she got new powers during the Lazarus planet, oh, and, yeah. then, and they've been, like, running with it, and she's, like, helping heroes, like, fix their minds and everything, and Johnny Sorrow's been fucking with her. 
oh shit, they brought Johnny Sorrows back. Yeah. That's a cool pull. Yeah, and 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 Leo Williams is doing a lot of like the heavy pulling of, of the fight. The fact that like yeah, Power Girl is in the Superman family, but like they don't give a shit about her. That's and, that's an interesting. And every issue. member she meets, she's like kind of reconciling with. So like the last one, she reconciled with John. Hmm. Yeah, so it's pretty, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. That's a pretty interesting place to put her. And also, she she's back to being Karen Starr again. Yes. Because we can finally say that, yes, she is, because there was a lot of confusion. And also, giving her more powers in another costume makes sense, because now, for the first time, in sense for goddamn ever, Power Girl and Supergirl exist in the same universe now, and we yeah. have to help differentiate the two. Yeah, yeah. I, I And I do like that with the, the simple changes. I would just give her a jacket. Yeah, it works, cool. and it works. I uh, I love the fire and ice cover too because it's just them sitting in front of a farmhouse, but still trying to look like you know like beautiful supermodels. And I'm like, this is this is that friggin' Paris Hilton Nicole Richie show, is yeah. it? This I, is. I, uh... I was I was thinking that like when I saw that announcement, it's like that's that one where they went to like that farm or whatever the, the fuck simple it was. life. That's the one. This is Fire and Ice, The Simple Life. And I'm like, that's actually a pretty fun premise for them. That, that Yeah, it's genius. Especially because it's like, you know, we don't get a lot of comedy books anymore. And these are characters that, well, they certainly have their fan base. They'll be so happy to see them back. It's okay if they kind of, you know, do shtick with them. Yeah, I wonder what they're going to be doing in small Smallville. Because like, I don't think that, like, Superman's just going to, like, dump him with, like, the Kents. Because no one yeah. knows who, who Superman is anymore. That That's he's true. He's got a secret identity. So, like, is, is it going to be, like, a thing where they're just, like, ah, oh, just hide out in the town and then, like, maybe some things will happen here and there or something? Yeah. You, you ask what they're going to do, Matt? They're going to do what everyone does in middle America farm country. Meth. Lots of meth. <laughs> Oh no, Superman, you've turned them into meth addicts and racists. <laughs> they're they're going to be smoking meth, and then they're going to be fighting the meth dealers. It's going to be a whole thing for middle America. <laughs> they're going to save the mine, or whatever the hell is there. <laughs> Again, we're going to see, you know, uh, Pete Ross, maybe. We're going to see some of the other uh, Superman characters who don't get much play. Lana, we haven't seen fucking Lana. Is Lana still alive? Oh, well, the last time we saw her, she was... She had... Just she was. No, she had just lost her powers as the Superwoman, I think. Yeah, I remember that. It was a long time ago. Long time. I'm pretty sure she's going to be in that still works book because her and John Henry are like, I don't think they're married, but they're like a thing. And they're a couple on the show now. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they're that. starting to be a couple. Yes. Yeah. So they're they're playing with that in multimedia. Yeah. There, there's a lot of Smallville related characters they could probably bring back that we don't see all the time. That'd be fun. Mm, yeah. I I'd enjoy seeing and and I'd enjoy see them. Maybe they could even, without like having them say like, oh, these are like Superman's parents. Like Mara Pa Kent appear and they're like, characters and, and, in and, the book and like help help them along the way or something. I like that. They're characters in the book without actively being related to Superman. That's mm. actually pretty fun. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of places you could actually go with that. It's also fun, too, to see other heroes in Smallville who aren't as precious about it as Superman because they're not from there. Yeah, yeah. That'll be, it'll be an interesting to see how it's framed. Like, like yeah, because obviously Clark has, like, an idealized version of Smallville. So, like, mm -hmm. what is that actually real like? It is, like, a middle America town in 2023. What's that like? Yeah, what's that actually like? Now? And hey, I can make fun of small podunk towns because I'm from one and live in one. <laughs> that's that's my privilege. I can make fun of small towns. 
Again, we we are very small. Again, name a big chain. I bet you we don't have it. <laughs> Again, we don't even have a comic book store in my town. I got to go two towns over to go to a comic book store, so that should tell you. <laughs> though, though they did open a new card shop, and I'm like, oh, cool, a card shop. I bet this will have lots of different stuff. Nope, just Pokemon. Oh, oh, yeah, oh, so like, yeah, like a like a Pokemon shop. What? That just Pokemon? No, 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 no like Pokemon. Magic the Gathering or anything. Nope, just Pokemon, which is wild That's to think that they weird. that they make enough money they can justify that. That's fucking weird. Very. I went in there. I'm like, you got got no board games, got no Dungeons and Dragons, you got no other stuff that you would normally see in a card shop. Nope, just one thing. Damn. Are you a front for something? Not to yeah. bring it back to the meth, but are you bagging meth in the back? <laughs> Yeah, is this just like a? Are you, are you like, like smuggling immigrants or something in, or like or what's going on? What's happening? <laughs> you you mentioned human trafficking, Matt. There God. was actually a, there was actually a restaurant in my area that had to be closed because they were actually bussing in uh, illegal Jamaican immigrants oh, no. from the city and keeping their passports. Oh no. <laughs> Yeah, so that restaurant had to be closed. And also, as I found out, the town next to mine is actually the number two hub for human trafficking in all of Ontario. <laughs> and I'm like, fuck off, that can't be true. And then I looked up the statistics and I'm like, fuck me, it's true. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm like, how is that true? We're in the middle of nowhere. I'm like, well, that's the point. We're in the middle yeah, of nowhere, but no one's paying attention. Yeah. That's what you do when you don't want to be caught. You couldn't do it in like a big place like Toronto or something. Yeah, yeah. KT, dang, that's sad. I have two comic shops down the street from my job. Lucky. Lucky. <laughs> I wish. And sometimes I think to myself, like, hey, should I open a comic shop here? You know, I could use my minor internet celebrity. Could I be the only one? And that's like, dude, there's not enough young people in your town. There's all fucking old people. I've thought, I, I've often had that thought as well, where it's like, should I do that? It's like, nah, no one around here. I'd be robbed immediately. I'd have also, the, front, the front don't bulldoze. That, that's, yeah. that's a thing around here. People will fucking just like back their cars into, into like, there's because we have like a lot of um tobaccoists and stuff, like mm. like smoke shops and stuff. People will just like, same, same like attach ratchet straps to the walls and just like pull it off and just go inside and take whatever they want. Yep, smash and grab robberies. Yeah, that, yeah. that's pretty much the case here. Now, here's the funny thing about my town. No comic book stop, uh, shops, four weed shops, four Tim Hortons, and, uh, oh, there's another thing we have a lot of. Oh, at least $3 stores. <laughs> and, and and two gyms, weirdly enough. Two gyms. Yeah, there's always a lot of gyms. What's up with that? Oh. Also, I'm pretty sure the one guy who owns the gym has, like, gone bankrupt several times but has worked some magic to where he sells it to someone else. They sell it back to him for, like, a buck and he changes the name. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there, I know there, there'll be a fire. Uh, there'll be a fire, and yeah. and a couple of months it'll it'll be under a different name, but same management. Exactly. Yeah. There's one gym. I pass it all the time, and yeah, it's very, it's very, very uh, friggin' suspicious how this place has managed to stay open all these years. Like it stayed open through COVID. It stayed mm. open through like all these things that killed smaller businesses, and yeah. yet this gym it just changes its name every couple of years. Yeah. 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 I don't get it. At least the four pot shops, I guess. You know, that that I get. Yeah, that, that makes sense. <laughs> they keep saying that's going to be a thing in Canada, that, like, too many people got into the weed business too quickly and that the weed bubble has got to burst eventually. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know, man. Every time I turn around, there's a new store, and they're bigger and fancier every time. So, like, <laughs> I don't know. 
apparently I'm in the wrong business. Maybe if I do want to open a comic shop, it's got to be a comic shop and dispensary. Yeah, yeah. Or, or like, like you, you buy a comic, you get a free vape or something. I don't know. It's exactly something like that. Like, oh, I see you're really uh, enjoying that new Doctor Strange book. Now, hey, if you want to, you know, get some really good vibes, here's this yeah. uh, purple bubblegum Kush. Yeah. This, to go is, this with will it help right you now. visit the dark dimension. Yeah. Yeah, this will help you expand your mind and open your own eye of Akamato. <laughs> oh, man, that's what I, I I would have to rename all the strains. Be like, this is the Incredible Hulk, the Green Goblin, the Green Hornet. I, I'm, I, I, I'm gonna go like pat patent this before someone fucking steals it because this is a fucking know, brilliant right? idea. Comic shop with like a weed dispensary on the side, yeah. I mean, they're two of the most popular things, and like, look, I'll be sure to get those bongs that totally aren't, you know, like okayed by like the freaking companies. Like, oh, here's the Rick and Morty bong that you get at like the weird gas station next to the boner pills. <laughs> here's the bat bong. It's solid black and very pointy. Oh god, the uh, the. Yeah, oh, this will work so well. He's like, here, have, here, take a hit of this and go read some like Chainsaw Man or something. And... Exactly, you'll love it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no anime here. We know anime fans don't smoke the devil's lettuce. <laughs> They're good Christian. <laughs> this is a, a good yeah, Christian good. Minecraft server. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, good <laughs> Minecraft. Oh man, that if we do open like a like a manga cafe, that's what we call it. Good Christian Minecraft server, <laughs> and that's where we do actually sell the mangas. <laughs> oh my god, that's that's like you see those like ripoff stores in other countries where it's called like TikTok the store. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, I've seen. Yeah, those are like pop ups. Yeah, I'm like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, and it sells like shoes. I saw, I saw one that was like that. It had like the TikTok. I don't know how they do it. It had like the TikTok symbol, and inside you could buy like masks. Like this is around like COVID lockdown there at times. You could buy like masks yeah. and like hand sanitizer and like some you... type of clothing. And it's like, how do you people not get sued into the fucking ground for this? Yeah, like, well, how were you even open to begin with? Yeah, I feel like I'm breaking the law just standing here. I feel like if I try and buy something, they'll be like, get him. Yeah. Yeah, then the SWAT team comes on in. <laughs> uh, and we got two last stories here, everyone. Uh, uh, a CinemaCon was this passing week, and apparently we finally got some information about the Craven the Hunter movie, everyone. Yay, you know, yay. you know, aren't you aren't you really excited for Craven the Hunter? Finally, Matt, the story will be told. The story that twos of comic fans have been chomping at the bit to see. <laughs> the Craven the Hunter movie from the people who brought you Venom and brought you Morbius. <laughs> Comes Craven the Hunter. He's the huntiest man who ever hunted. And perhaps the the two big takeaways from this CinemaCon thing is one, it's going to be R-rated. It's going to be the first R-rated of these Sony Spider-Man villain movies. Yeah, I didn't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck either, and I'm like, why would you make this one R-rated? Why would you actively be trying to cut in to the audience that can see your film? And then I'm like, oh no, that's exactly what you're doing. You're already, you know, suspecting a Morbius-style failure. At least this way you can point to something and be like, ah, we shouldn't have made it R-rated. See, that was the problem. Yeah, yeah, that's actually a good point. 
It's it's not that it's shitty, everyone. It's that you know, it's that children couldn't see their favorite hero, Craven the Hunter. Yeah, yeah, they couldn't come out in droves to see see their favorite childhood hero. Yeah. <laughs> You see, Craven is for the children. They love big game hunters who are hairy Russians who take magic potions that give them powers. Yeah, sometimes. and maybe is sometimes like a clone, or not really, or like the real Craven's son, who also goes by the exact same name, and he's also Craven. maybe a clone. And yeah, yeah. You, you, you see, children love uh, Craven's Last Hunt. They love stories where sad Russian men shoot themselves after burying Spider-Man alive. <laughs> they, they just love it. You know, they, they they love the Bluey, they love the Teen Titans Go, and they love Craven the Hunter. Yeah, in yeah. that order. In that order, yeah. Market research has told us they love suicidal Russians. <laughs> And finally, we can tell this story about a man who wears a lion vest the way that it was always meant to be told as an R-rated feature film starring Taylor Johnson. <laughs> Which, why the fuck did he do that? Like, he seems like he makes really good choices and, in, like, interesting movie roles. Why did he pick this one? I, I, I have no idea, especially because, like, in that, in that last Kingsman movie, he, he turns up and is kind of, like, set up for, like, a sequel. It's like, oh, he could be in the sequel if he wanted yeah. to. So, so like, yeah. and it's not as though he's, like, short on roles. I'm pretty sure he's no. up for, like, James Bond. I and, know. And, yeah, and and it's just so strange. So strange. Is he, is he sick of, like, being a bridesmaid but never a bride in these big superhero movies? Like, he'll he'll be the Flash who dies. He'll be all these other things. Or, the, or sorry, he'll be the Quicksilver who dies. He'll come back, you know, for other stuff. But it's like, no, I, I, I want to be the lead. I have to be the lead in one of these before the bubble bursts. I don't know if that's, like, a thing for him. Because, like, I mean, he was in, like, Bullet Train, and he wasn't a lead in that, but he was fantastic in that He film. was great, yeah. He was turning in good, solid character actor work. Yeah, and, he, and he's done, like, a lot of films where he's just done that, where he's done, like, character work. And yeah. and, it, and it's, like, worked out for him. Very much. I, I don't understand it. Maybe he's got another one of those, like, Henry Cavill managers who's just yeah. secretly, you know, taking money from Sony on the back end. We think this will be really good for your career. We think this is going to be a great thing. Or or does he hope, like, no, this this one will be a Venom hit is what this will be. This will be a surprise hit. Even if it sucks, this will make a lot of money and we'll make three of them. We can't possibly do Morbius again. You, you know, maybe that's how, like, Sony sells these people and it's like, oh, you'll be making a Craven film and it's set in the same universe as Venom. Venom... The first Venom made, well, what, like a billion dollars, you know? So it's a big budget, you know, action superhero film. It'll be great. Uh, do people love these movies? It made a billion dollars. Will it yeah. be good for my career? It made a billion dollars. Yeah, but what about Morpheus? Oh, we don't know what that is. We don't know what uh, you're talking about. Yeah, exactly. Forget. Forget. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I, I don't know if you watched the new Honest trailers they did uh, for Ant-Man Quantumania, but they brought up a point in that that I thought was like a little misleading, but a point that I'm sure will be quoted back to us way too often. They're like, you know, because we live in a day and age now where superhero movies can fail and they showed Shazam, Black Adam and Morbius, and I'm like, no, 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 certain comic book movies fail because the audiences have become a little bit more discerning. Yeah. 
Yeah. Don't don't frame that like it's a bad thing or the end of the industry there. A Marvel movie will always usually end up making a billion dollars because Marvel has tried really hard to make theirs a name you trust. There's a dozen reasons people didn't see Shazam and Black Adam and a dozen more reasons why people didn't see Morbius, mainly because it sucks and who wants to see a fucking yeah. Morbius movie? Yeah. And, we, and, and with Morbius uh, failing, it also shows that people, like, general audiences can like discern between like oh this is a marvel studios film and this is whatever the yes. fuck sony's doing if anything that should have been the lesson they took away from this it's like okay people do actually know the it, difference now. even even when sony tried like the whole scummy thing with like oh we're gonna have michael keaton in the film and like tie mm-hmm. trying to tie it in and same with like venom 2 is trying to tie it into like no way home and everything and no. it's just like no 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 audiences no and you know they're they're not as dumb as you think yeah, again, give give the American public a little credit. I know, I know, no one ever went broke underestimating the intelligence of the average moviegoer, but still. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, again, I think it comes down to people understand the difference now, and I wonder will they understand the difference when it comes to Craven the Hunter, or will they find a new gimmick to blind people by uh, with uh, by the light, like uh, oh, I don't know, maybe making the Rhino the villain of Craven Mac because he's an animal and Craven's got to hunt somebody. <sighs> Because, you know, Craven is a villain, which means he has no fucking villains of his own. Yeah, yeah. So I guess we'll just recycle another well, Spider-Man villain we weren't going to well, use. Well, I mean, Craven does have a villain. They just can't use him in films. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> he has an antagonist. They're just probably not allowed to use him. Yeah, I'm sure. Do you reckon Do you reckon they're going to do, like, Craven's Last Hunt? But, like, well, they're, they're going to try to make Craven's Last Hunt. But obviously, because Spider-Man is such a big part of it, they're just going to replace it with, like, Rhino. Yeah. Is he going to try mean, and bury Rhino and then shoot himself in the head? <laughs> maybe. I mean, it's the only Craven story people know, so yeah. sure. Yeah. So sure, why the fuck not? Yeah. I'll be really interested to see what the actual, like, you know, marketing campaign for Craven is when it happens. Because, again, they're going to go the hard. They're going to go hard on the R rating. I guarantee you. It's like this isn't your 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 mum's Marvel movie. Superhero it's, movie. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's R rated. Craven, as he was always meant to be seen, fucking shit up. Like we haven't seen him before. <laughs> you know they should really do that. They should just have big hairy Aaron Taylor Johnson there, being like, "Duh, I'm Craven. I'm super villain hero who fucks." I don't even think he's going to look like Craven because, like, we saw set photos and he was like wearing like a suit. Did we really? I, I don't yeah. think I've actually seen those. I uh, saw him like he was like hanging off a car or something or side <laughs> of a bus or something, and he was he's just like wearing like a suit. And if you do that, and if he doesn't have the fucking lion vest, then again, what the hell was even the point? Do you they since they're stuck in like the mid two thousands? Do you think they'll do like they'll have the like lion vest and he'll like toss it aside, and be like, huh, this is bullshit? <sighs> I mean, I wouldn't put anything past them. Yeah, I really wouldn't. Yeah. And also the chat telling me there, it's like, ooh, man didn't make a billion dollars. The last one, they make a billion dollars eventually. Sometimes not all at once, but yeah. eventually they do make their money back. And it's fucking Ant-Man. I don't think any of the Ant-Man mil- movies made a billion dollars, but it made more than what an Ant-Man film should fucking Probably make. should, and the fact that they can do that is nothing short of a goddamn miracle. Yeah. Like, again, an Ant-Man movie in any other sane timeline would be doing Shazam, Black Adam numbers. An Ant-Man movie made more than a Superman movie. Yeah, wrap your freaking head around that. I I can't wrap my head around it. That's the problem. Yeah. Uh, 
Now we got one last uh, news story here, and this is just a feel-good one to close us out on the news this week. Uh, hey, did you ever watch Final Space, Matt? It was that uh, cult animated sci-fi series. It started on TBS, of all places, before moving to Netflix and moving to Cartoon Network. I didn't, but I know you did. Uh, it was fucking great. Loved every second of it. Olin Rogers is a really cool guy uh, who had tried really hard after the show was very very unceremoniously canceled uh, at the end of like a big season three cliffhanger. This was like after he had actually managed to gain more creative control over the series where he talked about like season two really broke his heart because they were really like, you know, micromanaging every aspect of it and kind of really killing the creative process. They killed the show. He swore up and down that he would get the show back. And we've heard other creators who have made this promise before. And it's always kind of a heartbreaker because it's like, it's not going to happen, especially nah, now because nah. Warner Brothers, you know, doesn't give a shit about animation and so much shit has changed hands and mm -hmm. the old bosses aren't the new bosses anymore. Well, this week, surprising everyone, Olin Rogers had a little video there saying that he didn't get everything he wanted, but he did get what he really wanted, which was the opportunity to finally finish the final space story as a graphic novel. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. The good guys win. It feels nice to come away with a W here and that this yeah. creator gets the closure and the fans get the closure to finish the story because most canceled shows especially most canceled animated shows never get that chance yeah ex exactly yeah and it's yeah it sounds like they've given him like the rights holy i don't know if he got it holy or if he just got the okay apparently he was okay. just really persistent and just shook all the right trees and i think you know he also sold it as like look you, you guys canceled it you removed it from the fucking streaming services what do you care if i actually end it exactly yeah and they're like, sure, whatever. <laughs> yeah, we don't have to pay for anything, so yeah. Yeah, and I know he's got several other projects he's working on right now. He's always working on something, but I loved Final Space. Final Space was great. I would say go watch Final Space, but I don't even know where you can watch it anymore because it's one yeah. of those shows like Infinity Train that they fucking removed and pretended like it doesn't exist. Yeah, well, I, I can't think of a place where I might have... No, I think it was here on Netflix at one point. And then just, like, disappeared. Yeah. Again, hey, if this does really well, can we get a whole line of, you know, Cartoon Network animated series that were canceled before their time to get actual real conclusions? Like Infinity Train. I would like to see Infinity Train finish for real, please. <laughs> There's another show I thought was great and killed before its time. Yeah, yeah. So that's a whole thing. But yeah, good good news, good guys win sometimes. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's good to hear. I have, he didn't, like, obviously it's too early. He didn't announce, like, artists or anything. I have to imagine it'll be done in the same style as the show. That's the hope. But yeah, no, didn't announce artists yet. It was just like, hey, we got it done. We're doing it. And because this is, like, the first comic project he's ever worked on, he's like, hey, please, you know, be patient with me i swear i will deliver this to everyone who pays for it even if i have to like do it myself yeah oh is he doing like a kickstarter i i it, it was very vague i don't know if he's doing a Kickstarter. i think he got the go-ahead to do it i don't think he wants to do a kickstarter but we'll probably have to because again you can't just summon a book out of whole cloth yeah and you know he's he's not an artist he's a writer and a voice actor so he will need to hire people mm-hmm to make it happen and yeah you'd probably want something that looks like the show yeah so you know it's great that you know he got his wish and that the fans will get a conclusion but also it's like okay well here's a brand new logistic headache <laughs>
Like, if, if they told me that tomorrow, like, hey, Joel, you can finish this show you loved as a comic book, I'm like, okay, I don't know how to do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, I don't know how to do any of these things, and everyone is, like, going to be really mad at me if I don't deliver. <laughs> can I please let someone else do this? <laughs> This is too much pressure for me. I have a hard time talking to people on the phone sometimes when I have to call like a like a creditor or a bill person. <laughs> I do need to do that actually. I need to talk to my internet provider about knocking down my bill. If you make a big enough stink, they'll like knock like twenty bucks off for like the next four months. Yeah, yeah, they will. Yeah, because it's cheaper than actually sending someone else out to like mm -hmm. remove all your shit and everything so you can go with another company. But I'm just like I, I don't want to be mean to a stranger on the phone. Yeah, yeah. But I have to be a little mean on this one, but it's going to be hard, but I need to stand up for myself. I don't know what I'm going to do. <laughs> what I'm saying is don't give me a dead beloved cult series to finish, everyone. I'll probably fuck it up. <laughs> Likeability is a prison, everyone. <laughs> that's uh, that's from John Mulaney's new comedy special that I watched this week. Also, his first one out of rehab. Oh, it's good for him. It's very funny. Uh, I read a review that said this is the softer, whiter version of, like, Richard Pryor's uh, Live <laughs> on the Sunset Strip, which, if you remember, was also a very candid comedy special where he talked about his drug abuse. It's also where he told the story about how he lit himself on fire smoking crack. Oh, God. <laughs> and, and this John Mulaney special, pretty close. He never set himself on fire, but he's very upfront <laughs> about talking about some of the horrible shit he did for drugs. Yeah, wow. And how bad rehab was for him and everything. I'm like, yeah, all right. You you still got it. Because that's a big thing for comedians, too, when they get clean. Where they're like, was it the drugs that made me funny? Will I still be funny if I'm off the drugs? Mm, that's true, yeah. The drugs or booze, yeah. Yeah, drugs or booze or something. You know, am I funny without this? And I think mm. the answer is, yeah, still still funny without it. Oh, that's good to hear. Yeah, good good for him. Didn't didn't love when he came out of rehab that he had Chappelle open for him. But again, he uh, I'll give him the rehab excuse of being like, shit, I was in rehab. What did something happen with him? I wasn't watching the news. What happened? What he did? What? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, in in rehab for two months. Because <laughs> I know in some places they don't let you like check the internet and shit. Yeah, yeah, that's very true. Yeah, yeah. But all right, so I guess with that, everyone, we can talk about what we read this week. Uh, what, what were some of the biggest things, Matt? I think we could agree perhaps the biggest thing that happened this week is we finally had the finale of Sins of Sinister. We did, but I haven't read it yet. Oh, okay. I, well, I did I... see like the, the final pages and everything. So like I, uh, I, I'm kind of like aware of what's happened. Okay. Shit's wild. This is probably one of the most jam-packed finales I've read in a long time. It was like there an was oversized almost... issue, yeah. It was. There was almost too much going on in this issue, and I never say that. Yeah. So basically what it breaks down to is, you know, uh, Sinister has to fight through everyone to try and get back to the Moira clones so he can send a message back to himself before he resets time because his big thing is like, this can't, this can't all be for nothing. This last thousand years can't be for nothing. Mm -hmm. But of course, other villains have already made plans to try to hijack the Moiras for themselves. Uh... Mother Righteous has created something called the Heart Virus, which will send her a message back in time of the last thousand years that will give her an edge on the, you know, wars to come. <laughs> you know, so that's a whole big thing. Uh, Robo Moira actually surprises the shit out of me because she ends up actually being the one to take Sinister down and really stick it to him. Oh, that's cool. 
And her reasoning is really great. She, she's like, yeah, he's made a twisted mockery of my form. Look what he's done to me with all of these clones over and over again. I fucking hate this guy. But more than anything, the way she really reestablishes herself is by saying, hey, I'm taking control of my story again. This is my story. That's cool. That's cool. And I'm like, that's true. Because really, when you break down the Krakoan era, it really is as much Moira's story as it is anyone else's. Yeah, yeah. It, it begun with her. It did. They, they they might have fucked it up a little bit in the middle when they brought her back too soon and made her a robot. But this yeah. this was by far the coolest thing she's done. Yeah. That, oh, that's cool. That's awesome. So, yeah, she resets the world, but she's sure to also put a little virus into uh, Sinister's computers that blow up all the Moira tanks and destroy the genetic sample, meaning he can never clone her again and can never do any time shenanigans again. Uh, oh, yes, that's good. That's good. Yeah. So they've they've cut that one off. He's like, fuck. And then also Sinister tried to ascend to the level of godhood. He tried to start the Dominion only to realize, oh, one of the other three Sinisters beat me to it. Oh, oh no. <laughs> we we don't get told which one it is, but that Sinister's like, hey, just here to remind you that you lose and you'll always lose. You're always the least of the Sinisters. And he's like, ah, I hate it so much. <laughs> to know that I fail and to know that somewhere out there in the universe, there's another Sinister existing outside of time and space. <laughs> the, the hits just keep on coming for him too because uh, his cloning bat kicks up again and it's Rasputin 4. That was another thing Moira did to punish him. <laughs> no. she let Res- yeah, she let Rasputin 4 be reborn in the modern era. <laughs> Which is actually the closest we get to like a happy ending for someone because she's like, oh, I finally get to see Krakoa like I always wanted. I finally get to see it in its prime. Oh, nice. And I'm like, that's good. You were the best thing to come out of these last thousand years. I'm happy for you. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, but but here's the problem, though. She's still kind of working for Mother Righteous because Mother Righteous was the one who saved her from space. OK, yep. And Mother Righteous, her heart virus worked. So she got the thousand years of information that Sinister wanted, and she uses it to instantly ingratiate herself to the Krakoan Council. <laughs> They're like, hey, everyone, you know, here's your new friend, Rasputin 5. Also, hey, uh, Xavier, Emma, Exodus, and uh, Hope, you guys should watch out because you guys totally have uh, friggin' Sinister genes inside you that you didn't know about. <laughs> OK, OK. And they're like, oh, fuck, this is what kickstarts a thousand years of Sinister. You better put us in the tree. You better put us in mutant jail then until we can work this out. Yeah. Yeah, because we can't be trusted. So now the Krakoan Council is greatly depleted. Sinister is gone. No more time shenanigans. And Mother Righteous has a thousand years of information to play off of. And everyone thinks she's a hero and a good guy. Oh, darn. (laughs) And we're heading into the fall of X. I'm like, so this is what starts it, huh? This is what starts the fall of X right here. Oh, man. Oh, jeez. What a what a way to kick it off. I think it's even funnier, too, that everyone instantly trusts Mother Righteous because they, they don't know she's a sinister because she wears a little domino mask. If she took it off, <laughs> everyone would be like, hey, she's got a heart where Essex has the diamond. Get her. <laughs> But yeah, I just I just thought that was very funny where it's like, wow, I really didn't think when they first introduced Mother Righteous in Legion of X that she would be as important as she ended up being. Yeah, really. Right. Hey. To where now she has basically usurped Sinister as like the new big bad. The new big bad. Yeah. Jeez. 
the new big bad who needs to be overcome in this era. And a one who's a different sort of villain because she's all about magic and religion yep. and striking deals and everything where everyone else they fought so far have been like Orchis and Sinister, you know, men of science and mechanics and everything. Yeah, it's interesting. We're, we're, we're kind of doing the rounds now. We've done, we've done like all the, all the high tech stuff. Now we're doing like the magic. And there's this good thing that there is a couple of mutants that do have uh, experience mm. with that. But yeah, very interesting. Yeah, it, it's an interesting place to start. And also, if I wasn't already super hyped for the Hellfire Gala, now I'm really super hyped for the Hellfire yeah. Gala to see how it's going to shake out. Yeah, what the fuck's going to happen on there? Because because every Hellfire Gala has had some sort of fight or like a murder or, mm. or something happen. Or a big mic drop moment. Yep. And yeah, I feel like we're going to have another big mic drop moment. And even more so now, because as we know from the main X-Men book, oh, Kingpin is here seeking asylum. Holy shit. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he's going to invite himself to that party, obviously. Oh, 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 absolutely. Yeah. And we know that the Uncanny Avengers are going to be reforming and spinning out of the new Hellfire Gala. Yep. So there's a lot of places to go and a lot of good stuff. And yeah, Sins of Sinister ended up being one hell of a ride. And I think it's going to read really, really awesome all in collection. Yeah, oh, absolutely. It's going to be, it has to be like required reading as well. It basically is now because if like Rasputin 4 shows up again, and if you didn't read Sins of Sinister, you're like, wait, who, what, when? Yeah, yeah. Mother Righteous can do what now? Mm. What happened to the Quiet Council? What happened to Sinister? Yeah, jeez. Yep, you gotta know. Jeez. But yeah, that was good shit. Uh, what did you have this week, Matt, that you really want to talk about? What were the biggest I, goings on in your comic reading? Uh, I really want to talk about Invincible Iron Man issue 5. Oh, see, I didn't read this one yet, but I'm gonna, it's on my list, and I also flipped through it, and it also looks huge, oh, and also a, looks mutant-related. It's a big one, yeah, yeah, so, uh, Tony stops by Krakoa to talk with, uh, Emma Frost and Sunfire about Fei Long. they kind of, like, download into his mind, like, who he is, who Fei Long is, how he got his powers through, like, ruby quartz crystal and everything mm. and and it kind of giving him like the the lowdown on who he is and what he's doing in like phobos and like with um <clears throat> araco and everything uh and then, then meanwhile uh Feilong is like he's obviously taken over stark unlimited so he's he's doing like the rounds yep. at the companies he's saying oh everyone your jobs are safe meanwhile he's telling his assistant that like <laughs> he wants a list of people who he can fire and yeah you know, all that sort of stuff but what he's really interested in is he wants to get access to tony's files on his father on, on howard stark and Interesting. uh we learn that he uh he he finds like an an old hanger that that's in like the stark's name and it's like filled with like all of um howard stuff all of like like mm. like his planes and all that sort of stuff and they he his finds, old timey porn mags yeah yeah he's big like he's he's vhs's and betamaxes <laughs> and yeah 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 all that sort of stuff all alphabetized <laughs> and he find he finds like a uh uh, like a painting and he realizes that there's something wrong with it and he smashes it open and he finds like all these different film cans that are all for tony and, and obviously tony had no idea what they are and he watches them and we find out that like uh howard uh like teamed with nathaniel richards and adam brashear and they went mm. into like this uh, like zone this like they went through like they made like this portal that went into like a different like 
zone and in there he found like a metal and it's a, a and it's like a uh um he dubbed it i think he calls it miracle metal or something mm. um and he's he's obviously claimed it for himself and the idea is that this is what tony's true inheritance was this metal because mm. it can do so much and it, it will change the world basically it's a god uh, metal yeah, and Fei Long learns about this, and Tony, meanwhile, he he's been like investigating uh, Fei Long, and he finds like a uh, a facility, uh, in in Stark's name, and he goes there, and he finds that Fei Long has been building uh the Stark Sentinels, and he, he mm. comes across one, which are good designs, by the way. Yeah, and Fei Long, oh, Fei Long gets like really shitty here because he he turns up, he like he like blasts Tony, and he turns up, and he turns up with like a trash can and he's like burning <laughs> these film cans in front of Tony. Oh no. I mean, like the, these held you like, the, you'll never know what your true inheritance was because I've been burning all these film files. Because <laughs> <laughs> fuck you. Yeah, yeah. And uh, he, he like kind of lords that over Tony for a while and uh, it's just great just seeing Phelan just be like really shitty like Elon Musk and his. I'm all, I'm all pissy about Mars because reasons. <laughs> I blame you for a thing that happened in like the first arc of hickman's yeah, avengers. hickman's avengers yeah yeah dude, yeah dude that was like five years ago man come <laughs> on but but it is total sense of course like some like billionaire tech genius would would keep that as like a a, a, a slight against him it's yeah, great it's a, it's a slight against humanity i want my name to be referenced in the same tone as the mona lisa <laughs> yeah and uh he basically warns, warns Tony, like, stay out of his way, or he'll deal with him, and he leaves him at the, at the mercy of of the of the half completed Stark Sentinel, and mm. and 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 he doesn't know how he's gonna beat it, so Tony has to like basically tuck tail and run. <laughs> and yeah. this, of course, sets up the big X Men Iron Man crossover we're gonna be getting soon. Yes, yeah, because they're both written by Jerry Duggan, which I think yes. is very cool, and I think it breathes fresh life into both books. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward also to the next arc because, like, the teaser art has him fighting like Hawkeye and Wonder Man. Ooh, interesting. Yeah, that's funny because they both started as villains in his book, didn't yes. they? Once upon a time. Yes. So that's actually a really nice touch. Hey, we're bringing it back. Jerry Duggan yeah. respects the history of these Ch characters. Chances are they probably are because the book has done a lot of like uh, flashbacks to the eighties. Well, flashback to the 80s where he's in the Silver Centurion, so I imagine that's what it is going to be, like, set in the 80s and they're going to be fighting him or oh, something. Oh, that's fun. That's yeah. really fun. Yeah, they have done a lot of flashbacks. You're right. They did one, like, to the original Armor Wars, and they're like, hey, yeah. this takes place during Armor Wars, in case yeah. you're wondering. Yep. Man, what a great book. Man, Iron Man's been going from strength to strength, hasn't he? It's so good. It's just so good. It's a great time to be an Iron Man fan. Yeah. You know what else is a great time to be a fan of, Matt? Oh, yeah, I, I was going to say Green Arrow, yeah. <laughs> Green Arrow. Uh, my cup runneth over this week as Joshua Williamson came and gave me a big old sloppy mouth kiss of all the, <laughs> of all the goodness I was missing out on, apparently. <laughs> Everything I wanted, like, in 22 pages, where I'm like, man, you know, I bet, I bet he's going to take his time. He's really going to dry out the family, getting reunited. Nope, happens in issue one. Yeah, 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 it's all in issue one. We dispense with all of it. We're fucking doing it. Get those good happy feels ready, motherfucker. Because <laughs> I'm going to right a wrong from like 13 goddamn years ago now. <laughs> 
I thought about that. I'm like, when, when the fuck was the original like Cry for Justice? I'm like, oh my god, that was Age. 13 years ago. Yeah, yeah, it's Cry for. And then obviously he's pain, been paying off stuff he he built up in like Infinite Frontier mm-hmm. secret files where Roy came back, yep. and then that's where we learned that like his daughter had come back as well. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's just oh, it's just Le- so good. Le- Le- Leanne, who some people pointed out to me, it's like anyone else think it's weird that Leanne actually aged in real time. No. And I'm like, oh yeah, I never well, thought that, about that. Well, I mean, it's probably definitely tied to what whatever the fuck Amanda Waller is doing. Yes, because apparently it's not just enough that the Arrow family was broken up for all these years, but as Leanne puts it, the reason she never reached out is because somebody, some mysterious power player, has actively been trying to keep them apart, and she only manages to get out the word Amanda Waller before she gets spirited away to wherever Ollie went, some alien world with Manhunters. Yeah, some alien, like, island, that because of course he's trapped on an island, and yeah, it's, Always. it's, it's governed by Manhunters. Which is very cool, because of course they have the uh, Green Lantern connection, which means they also have the Green Arrow connection. Yes. I never I, I never thought, hey, let's put Green Arrow in space, but I love his sci-fi outfit. I like that it's like a it's like a high-tech version of like what he'd wear on like the island. Yeah, he's got like a fucking laser bow, like he's a goddamn yeah. knight brother. <laughs> yeah, it's cool. It's very cool. Also, too, another thing that Joshua Williamson puts back, and I feel this one got much less fanfare than it should have, they're fighting a bunch of criminals, and the criminals say, oh, you Arrow boys should have stayed in Star City. And I'm like, oh, it's finally Star City again, huh? That's good. <laughs> About fucking time they righted that wrong. And a lot of people were quick to jump down my throat and be like, but actually, Jill, you know, they uh, they brought it back in the at the end of whatever fucking run it was, in the rise of Star City. And I'm like, uh, no, it wasn't actually they went yeah. back to calling it seattle after that are you really gonna fucking yeah. argue with me about green arrow <laughs> yeah they called it seattle for so long they called it seattle because they called it seattle and then there was that like uh friggin starling city flirtation mm-hmm. because of the freaking tv show, TV show. <laughs> yep and that was a whole goddamn thing. It hasn't been Star City in a very long time. And yes, I know, in Longbow Hunters and other stuff, Green Arrow has hung out in Seattle. Was never a fan of that. I always felt the DC characters work better in their own fictional cities. Yeah, yeah, it works. I've never liked it when they go to real cities. I always felt real cities is much more of a Marvel thing. Yeah, yeah. But it's finally fixed. It's finally back now. It only took, like, what was that, two, three crisis-level events for Star City to finally pop back into existence? Just a couple. Just a couple. Just a couple. Yeah, we had to rewrite the universe a couple times, but we finally got it right this time. right, yeah. Obviously, too, I was quick to mention this, that, man, you know, reading this Green Arrow book, I could not help but compare it to what's going on in Spider-Man currently. (laughs) I thought you might. (laughs) Because it is just like this totally two radically different schools of yeah, thought when yeah. it comes to writing comic books where one is like, hey, you know what? Sometimes it feels good to give fans what they want and right the wrongs of yesterday to, you know, get people back and get people in a good mood. So you can use it as an impetus to tell a new story. Mm, yeah. Where you move on from where Spider-Man is like, nope, everything that was bad in the past is still bad now. And in fact, we're going to double down on it, actually. Yeah, yeah. Well, we, we, our hero can never be happy. Because we're yeah. never happy. <laughs> yeah, and if it uh, makes you upset that, you know, this character who you come to relate to, that his life is just a constant conga line of sadness, depression, letdowns, and trauma, uh, jog on? <laughs> <laughs> we know you're going to keep reading it anyway, so we can do whatever the fuck we want. Yeah, so. yeah. And we plan to. Yeah. 
because this is the only language we know how to speak. Where Josh Williamson is like, no, you know what? Sometimes doing good feels good. Yeah, that, that's been like his whole thing uh, since since he's kind of like taken over at DC. That, that's been his whole thing. He's doing it with Superman. Uh, mm-hmm. He did it through like like Infinite Frontier and Dark Crisis and everything. He's given like, you know, we, we, we got like stuff like Justice Incarnate and just like all these th- things like people love just coming back. Yeah. yeah. Again, sometimes people like what they like. And it feels good to give them the thing they like. Also, yeah. hey, makes you feel good too because the other big piece of news is that the Green Arrow book actually got extended. It was supposed to only be a six issue mini. Yes. Now it's a twelve issue. Yes, yes. Which I'm like, oh, that's awesome. That means we're getting more of it. And hey, if it sells really good and gets really good reviews, it could easily become an ongoing because that's what happened to Poison Ivy. They kept yes. extending the mini, and then eventually it just moved to becoming a full-on ongoing. Yeah, yeah. I guess maybe they saw the sales figures for that first issue, like pre-orders, pre-orders. and stuff. Yeah, and it must have been big. Well, it helped, too, that Joshua Williamson had been building up to it forever. Hey, Green Arrow fans, get ready because I'm going to give you all the stuff you asked for. Oh, and I'm sure he's going to, like, to, to, to also help bolster he's probably going to tie like we're probably going to get a superman crossover oh, it, it's building up stuff that's happening in like dawn of dc with like amanda waller and peacemaker and whatever yeah, the fuck she's right. doing so like it's going to be like not probably required reading but like a big part of it is going to be tied into everything that's been going on in dc at the moment yeah because that's just joshua williams and that's just what he yeah. does everything leads into everything else you know yeah. you always feel rewarded reading his books exactly also, as Frank in the chat reminds us, yeah, Blue Beetle is now also an ongoing. It was a mini, nice. but now it's coming back to be a full ongoing, which which lets me think that, you know, they really have faith in that new movie, actually, and that there's going to be a groundswell of people interested. Yeah, well, yeah, they, 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 they have faith that people are going to see it and then turn to the comics and be, oh, there's one here that we can we, we can uh, we can do it in, in like an ongoing. That'll be cool. Yeah. And yeah, and, and I hope it's good too, because again, I really like that first run of Blue Beetle, but as I've said time and time again on this show, you never quite recaptured the magic, even when you got Geffen back again. People, it felt like people didn't want a new Blue Beetle story, they just wanted a proper end to the Blue Beetle they were reading. Yeah, yeah. And, and every time you started it all over again from scratch or like tried to reference the other stuff, but move in a different direction, they're like, this still, this still isn't what I wanted. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Actually, hey, as I look at it right now on freaking Amazon, Blue Beetle Volume 1, uh, the Jaime Reyes thing from Keith Giffen, it's literally free on Kindle right now. Oh, nice. It's $0, so shit, everyone, go go read that for the movie. Nice. Awesome. Oh, shit, Volume 2, uh, was, oh, this is the 2011-2013 one is also free. Shit, are a bunch of these free, actually? Yeah, it looks like a bunch of these are free. Cool. Cool. So you can get at least two different ones, actually, for pretty goddamn cheap. Nice. That is really nice, actually. Again, you, you have no excuse to not check out this classic Keith Geffen series that uh, walked so, you know, your Miss Marvels and your Miles Moraleses and everything can run. Yeah, yeah. Actually, you can get both of the original volumes for uh, for only 40 bucks because, again, there were only two volumes worth <laughs> of that Blue Beetle book before it got canceled. Yeah, so it's, 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 it's an easy investment. <laughs> Yes, 2006 to 2009 is all it was. Yeah. You, you got to pay for the second one, though. That's where they get you. You get the first volume free. First taste is always <laughs> free. And then you got to pay 13 bucks for the next one. <laughs> 
Uh, Frank, who actually seems to be keeping up with Blue Beetle more than me. Graduation Day works because it's the one thing plus uh, Superman speaking Spanish and eating some corn on the cob. Oh, that's nice. The Mexican street corn with like lime and the cheese and everything. That stuff looks delicious. Nice, nice. I didn't know Superman shows up. I mean, that's pretty yeah, good. Yeah. yeah, he was in like the first issue, I think. Or like, yeah, yeah one I of mean, the first issues, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I guess he should because like at this point, Jaime isn't the young guy on the team anymore. He's been involved in like several cry crises. Yeah. And crossover yeah. events and everything else. Yeah, fucking Superman knows who he is at yeah. this point. Absolutely. Remember when you became an evil scarab guy and fought me as like a shitty version of the Secret Six in like the Fortress of Solitude? Remember that, Jamie? I remember. <laughs> no, no, no. We don't remember that. No. <laughs> but by which I mean Jaime. Oh, that's what they should do. Evil uh, Jaime Reyes should be Jamie. That should be the joke. No, I am Jamie. I am. <laughs> I say it the way white. you think it is. <laughs> yeah, I say it the way you think it's written, not the way it actually is. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I can't tell you back in, you know, 2006, even when that book was popular, a lot of people were calling him Jamie. And even I had a moment where I'm like, I don't think it's Jamie. I think I think it's like, hey, Zeus, I, I think it's Jaime. <laughs> mm, yeah. That's on Amazon, uh, Tevi. It's right there. All you need is a Kindle, and the first volume is uh, it's literally free right now. Like shit, that's that's a good deal. I don't own it on digital. Fuck it, I'm adding that to my cart right now. Actually, <laughs> is is the Kindle reader any better than it used to be? I know we talked about how shitty it was. Did it get better? <laughs> it's all right. It's all right. That's the thing. Also, with that freaking Marvel app closing down too, I guess once again these are the uh, the only freaking game in town. I guess so. Yeah. I'm assuming Marvel has to come back with something different because why would they just forget? You know, why would they leave all that digital money on the table? They'll have something in the works, yeah. Because, like, you figure it's got to cost you nothing to digitize these books or just get a fucking intern to do it over the weekend. (laughs) And then you can sell them for, like, upwards of whatever. Yeah. (laughs) Like, it's got to only be profit for it. Well, I mean, I guess you got to pay to keep the servers running, I assume, if it's your own thing. Yeah, true. Uh, this is the problem with digital. Again, I, I you never think that there's extra overhead. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, there you go, everyone. I think that's more or less the show for this week, unless you had anything else you wanted to talk about or cover, Matt, before uh, we go. Not really, yeah. No, Gr- Green Arrow is great. He had a great week as well because he appeared on The Flash as well. Oh, shit, for real? Yeah, Stephen Amell came. Because I think it was like that big, like a landmark episode. And uh, yeah, right. he came, came back to help flash deal with blood work from infecting the fucking multiverse with these fucking weird blood uh they brought back uh, the doctor from heroes yes yeah yeah doctor heroes as i call him yes his official it's john heroes name. yeah <laughs> john john heroes pleasure to meet you <laughs> Uh, yeah, there's some big stuff I haven't read yet. I haven't read the second part of Cold War, but I'm definitely excited to. It was pretty good. Uh, it was pretty good. Yeah, that's good, too. Daredevil kicked ass this week because, of course, it did. It's Chip Zdarsky's Daredevil. What more can you say? Yep, Action Comics did as well. So fucking cool. Superman defeated Metallo by just talking to him. And being nice. I love yeah. that. And then we decided that, oh, hey, the real villain is actually Hank Henshaw, Cyborg yeah, Superman. And I'm yeah. like, oh. And I'm like, that totally fucking tracks because Philip Kennedy Johnson was sure to remind us, oh, he's still trapped in the uh, Phantom Zone from the last time, and this is how he's trying to get out. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, that actually makes all the sense in the world that it would be him and that he would use another robot guy as proxy. Yes. For his evil scheme. I'm like, shit, this is really intelligent. And I'm like, well, yeah, of course it is. He's a fucking mad scientist. Of course it's intelligent. (laughs) Uh, speaking of, before we uh, end the show for this week, we want to talk about what's coming out this week. Sure. 
Uh, Batman 135. Apparently, Arkhamverse Batman shows up in this. Arkhamverse Batman, uh, Keaton Batman, uh, Adam West Batman, Frank Miller Batman, uh, Terry McGinnis, uh, all of them show up and they will give Batman a piece. Again, uh, my, my theory that, like, like, failsafe sent batman into the multiverse to find being find out how to be batman again is ringing mm, true interesting yeah we'll see 100 if that's true or not yeah uh the, the flash 798 uh, are we still doing one minute war not that's finished okay so we're on to a new thing now looks like he's in space he's wearing a space helmet cool uh moon knight 23 he's teaming up with venom how about that awesome Immortal X-Men 11. Oh, we're finally doing the Storm-focused issue now, I guess, because this was only supposed to be a 12-issue mini, so this is almost done, and this is going to be the fallout of Sins of Sinister. Oh, nice. How fitting, too, because Storm is now the last, like, big, big swinging dick now on the council. Yeah, that's true. It's basically her council Damn. now, and again, she, she thinks Mother Righteous is fine. <laughs> Poison Ivy 12, uh, Darth Vader number 33, which nice. I love we got... We, we got a Padme on the cover with the Vader helmet holding the big gun. Yeah, that'll be Sabe, yeah. Yes, I, I love that they caught back up on that, where it's like, yeah, well, Amidala, the woman that Anakin loved so much, she had doubles. There, there's other ones out yeah, there. she had doubles, and now they're all assassins trying to kill Darth Vader, yeah. That's pretty fucking cool. Uh, Spider-Man number eight, this is the Dan Slot one. Nice. Star Wars 34. Nice. Uh, what else we got going on here? Oh, Adventures of Superman, John Kent 3. Fantastic. Shazam number one from Mark Wade. Really Ooh, interested yeah. to see where this is going to go. Yeah, that should be pretty good. Definitely. Uh, Star Wars, Dr. Aphra 31. Nice. Star Wars, Yoda number seven. God damn, are they throwing out all the fucking Star it's Wars? It's May the 4th, man. It's May the 4th. <laughs> I guess so. You got to get it in. Oh, shit. It's, it's, I guess it's free comic book day also, isn't it? Is that this week? Sometimes I love changing it. Uh, according here, it's May 6th. You can get uh, free comic book day, Avengers, X-Men number one. This looks to be uh, planting the seeds for the Hellfire Gala nice, and for nice. uh, the new uh, Uncanny Avengers that's also coming out. Nice, nice. Sp Spider-Man Venom is also getting one. Okay. Because I guess there's big things there we got to look for. We also got X-Men Before the Fall, Sons of X number one. So the first technically official Jeez. book in it's the uh fall of acts. no time getting into it yeah no no they're they're really fucking going for it uh edge of venom verse number one it's the venom tyrannosaurus versus the spider-man tyrannosaurus oh uh, carnage reigns alpha comes out this week too fuck me jesus a lot of big things god damn i can't i can't i just can't man <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna be so fucking busy uh, what else we got? Uh, Spider-Man 2099, Dark Genesis, Avengers Across Time 5, Peacemaker Tries Hard, number one, also comes out. God damn it. Nice. That's not tied to like, uh, that's like a Black Label book, isn't it? Yes, I believe it is, actually. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Cult of Carnage Misery, number oh one. Oh my god, for Jesus May. Christ. For May 3rd, god damn, they're gonna fucking drown us. <laughs> uh, Groot, number one, this actually looks cute, it's him teaming up with Marvel. Cool, cool. So, so it looks like it's actually in the past. Uh, is that everything? Okay, Star Wars and Avatar The Last Airbender are also getting a free comic book day issue together. Cool. Uh, Dawn of DC, We Are Legend Special, that's City Boy, The Vigil, and uh, the uh, Asian Ghost Hunter. Yeah, okay, we don't need to read that. Yeah, things that spun out of Lazarus Planet that I don't think anyone cared about. 
Yeah, I, I feel like a dick for shitting on that book because it's a lot of good creators I like trying very hard to do yeah, something Yeah, but it's, different. I, it's the wrong time for it, I reckon. It is, and it's not their fault because it's an industry that's always burying new stuff in exchange for just, like, mm. doing the same old shit over and over again. Yeah. In a perfect world, they would have been given a much better chance than they were. Yeah, yeah. And I and I can already look at them and I'm already like, well, this is definitely going the way of uh, friggin' the dark multiverse or whatever yeah, the hell. the Terrifics the dark... and, and Ed Brimstone and all those characters. You you already look like the Dark Matter universe to me. You look like, you know, friggin' five years from now. It's gonna be like, hey, remember when they did this? Yeah, yeah. Again, maybe one will be good. Maybe one will break through. Maybe one will be a cult hit because that's usually how it works. I just can't believe City Boy was actually turned into a thing. That was such a stupid premise. Yeah, he's he has many powers, City Boy. You see, he can he can think that the city is 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 the city good or bad. Uh, the the cool idea with him would be like, oh, we'll just like put him on like fucking Danny the street. Yeah, there you go. Like, well, you see, City Boy has as many, many powers. He he can communicate with the city. He can make uh, little, like, constructs out of garbage. He can travel through the city so he can, like, phase through it like Black Cat, but I'm guessing he can only do it in major metropolitan cities. He can't do it in small towns. His powers don't work at all in small towns. <laughs> Again, here's shit I wonder where it's like, hey, Greg Pack, have you thought about this yet? Because, again, Pack is a great writer. It's like, did you think about this? I don't think you thought about this. <laughs> City boy and his arch nemesis, countryman. <laughs> countryman, I'm going to steal all the countryman breakfasts. It's infecting the city them. with meth. <laughs> Yeah, really. Ah, uh, country man will rise again. Or no, it's, no, it should be country boy, as in like, don't go messing with a country boy. <laughs> city boy and country boy fighting together as country mouse and city mouse. <laughs> and oh, you see, and friggin' city boy and country man, they fight the moon people because they're not the in a city people, at all. Yeah. yeah, they're on the fucking moon, which means we hate each other, but we hate the moon people more. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck them moon people. Uh, all right, everyone. I guess we better let go on this one because we're going to have a goddamn busy week this week. <laughs> and I just mentioned at the top of the show there, too, I talked about Matt. Like, oh, God, there's going to be construction in my condo and I got to go to the fucking bank and I got to make phone calls. This week is already starting to suck and it hasn't started <laughs> it hasn't yet. hasn't started yet, yeah. <laughs> but hey, Guardians comes out. Yeah, I'm looking for I might I might have to try and figure out when, when I can go and see that. Same. Yeah. Same, yeah, I don't know if I'm going to be able to see it Friday or not, but I guess if we see it Friday, that's what Saturday's show is going to be. Yeah. And if not, maybe we'll push it to one more day until we have seen it, because obviously that's going to be the biggest fucking thing. I don't imagine any other big news between there and now. No, nah. So it's going to be all Guardians, probably. Oops, all Guardians. <laughs> All right, everyone, we got to go now. Thank you, everyone, for coming and hanging out. We hope you had a lot of fun. Thank you, everyone, who donated. We appreciate it. As always, you can find the show always live Saturday night, 10 p.m. to whenever. To, to, to whenever, yep. <laughs> to whenever, we don't know. After that, it goes up on the Patreon, usually right away. I try and get that in there in both audio and visual. Thank you, everyone, who's become a new patron to help support the show. We would love to put it up on YouTube, but fucking YouTube sucks and is punishing podcasts now. Yeah, maybe we if that starts cooling down, maybe we'll do that. But yeah, it's, I fucking hate that it, it just punishes long-form content. And long-form yeah. content is the best thing on YouTube. It is. Again, we'll probably keep doing that for a bit 
we're in the style that we're doing right now until I can get some money to get a backup channel started again, which needs art, which needs like, you know, so much other shit. And the plan will be to at some point start archiving the show over there for people who really want it. But again, you, you got to let me know you really want it. Cause at that point it's like, well, it's half news show, half discussion show. Will you give a shit about a news show? If I start uploading like from 300 onward. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, man. We're going to try and figure it out. But also, thank you for watching the shorts and everything, too, because that's another way we can keep the podcastable stuff alive and well. Yeah, the shorts are good. They're good. They're good. They're fun. Thank you, Matt, for editing those. Yeah, they're easy to make. They are. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for coming and hanging out. We'll be back again next time, everyone. Bye-bye. See ya.